All right, welcome back to Hobby Time with Dirk Nashti. I'm Keith. I can be found on Twitter at Dirk Nashti, by email at DirkNashtyPod at gmail.com, and on Instagram at DirkNashti underscore pod. Today's episode is a fun one. Since I got back into the sports card hobby, like lots of people, I've focused a lot of my time and attention on newer cards of current players. But as I was looking for cards of my favorite players growing up, uh, Dirk, of course, Shaq, Iverson, etc., I found I really didn't like a lot of the sets that either I've heard a lot about or they're kind of flagship sets and uh, or just I didn't like a lot of the designs from what I was seeing uh, from the 90s. So again, I listed, enlisted the help of my friend Nathaniel, who has significantly more knowledge of 90s cards and, you know, insert sets from, from that era than I do to try to learn about maybe the the popular rookies, but also some alternative ones, uh, some popular parallels, parallels, and some alternative ones, and same with insert sets and stuff uh, as well. I hope you all enjoy it, and without further ado, Nathaniel, welcome. Thanks, Keith. Um, I think I would give the caveat that these are key '90s cards that Nathaniel likes, rather than just key '90s cards, because you're not going to see a lot of Topps Chrome on here. Um, just because for me, particularly the inserts aren't very interesting from Topps Chrome and the set itself is a little bit bland for me. Anyway, so I think um, I think it's helpful to know that this is just the list according to me and not um, not by any means objective. Well, good. That's uh, that's that's why I've got uh, that's why I've got you here. So I'm, I'm glad to hear it. And I respect I respect uh, your knowledge and opinion, especially on this was something I don't know that much about quite a bit. So I'm, I'm glad to have you. Well, thanks. Uh, and I'll also say too, like my my own personal tastes are are kind of interesting as well. Like I'm not a big I've mentioned several times I'm not a big fan of the kind of off color parallels that are out now, right? The pinks and the orange and stuff like that. But at the same time, I'm also not a, a big fan of a lot of the kind of base set '90s, especially the '80s and '90s stuff. Like it's just not not something that really catches my eye. And when I'm I mean, obviously, I collect for different reasons or buy for different reasons. Sometimes that's to sell. Sometimes that's to to hold or display. Like I normally, even if it's a, even if I'm buying to sell, I'm still looking for something that I enjoy having in the event that either I don't sell it or I pack everything up and don't get back into it for a while. Like I would like to, when I when I pull it out, I would like to at least like what I see and not just think, oh man, I'm I should have sold this, but I wish I don't have it. Yeah, no, so, I agree with you. And- 90% of the things I buy, I at least wouldn't be sad to have hanging around, even if I do intend to sell it. You uh, you put together, you did a lot of work to put together this this list. Uh, I gave you a few players that I wanted to chat about. The first the first is uh, Sean Kemp. And I would, I would say I'm not a huge Sean Kemp fan, but a friend of mine uh, is from Washington State and is a, was a Sean, Sean Kemp fan. And I once started looking at something that I could send him just uh, just as a, as a gift or whatever. And I didn't like hardly anything that came up. So on, on our list is Sean Kemp, Shaq, Jason Kidd, Kobe, Tim Duncan, and Dirk. Um, yeah, so let's let's start with Sean Kemp. Like if we're talking one, oh, let me, I guess maybe let's break down kind of what some of the different things that we're going to talk about. I wanted to talk about rookie cards for each player. And so for that reason, we didn't do like Kobe and Allen Iverson. I wanted to um, have different rookie years because otherwise we'd be duplicating things. Right. So three different categories for the rookies. We've got what you would consider the quote unquote flagship rookie card. Um, so kind of 
you know, if you were going to Google Sean Kemp rookie card, what would be the first picture that comes up? And then the most valuable rookie card. And then my pick for a rookie card. So like, you know, so for Kobe, it's going to be the tops Chrome, but what rookie card do I actually think is the coolest? Um, and then we've got the best or most valuable parallel. And then my pick for a cool parallel. And then the best insert and my pick for insert. And in some cases, you know, like for Shaq, we'll get to the, I put scoring Kings as his best insert. And I wouldn't say by no means is that the most valuable insert for Shaq, but it's probably his most iconic. Um, so it's kind of a, it's a loose interpretation of all these things. And then I tried to also not use any um, parallel or insert from the same year more than once, because otherwise we would just, anyone who has a precious metal gem from 97, 98, that would just be on the list for every single player. Um, so does that make sense? I didn't want to just do the same thing over and over again for the best insert or the best parallel. Yeah, that makes sense. And I love it. I, I, definitely want some variety and i think that's that's actually one of the coolest things about 90s cards is there is a lot of variety right a lot of yeah i, I think the insert sets particularly they just did it, a, did it a lot better back then they're a lot more interesting and compelling than um i don't know whatever the inserts are now that people tend to ignore it seems like other than a few exceptions of kabooms and whatnot yeah you know your prism emergence that people just <laughs> totally ignore and stuff yeah yeah exactly all right. Well, let's start. Let's start from the beginning. We'll start with Sean Kemp. Like I know, th so the and I'll, I'll let you read most of the cards. But for this one, it's the ninety ninety one Fleer. Like I'm not. I guess it's a cool picture of him. You know, about like standing tall, about to about to stuff it. But other than that, the card design, I'm not a huge fan of. It's, but this is the flagship rookie, huh? I think so. I it seems to me to be the one that people point to first. I think the image itself is pretty awesome. He's going up for a huge dunk. Yeah. Um, this is peak junk wax era. So like you can find these cards everywhere. I wouldn't pay more than a dollar for one of these if you wanted to say you had Sean Kemp's best rookie card. But I, the image itself is pretty cool. And I, I guess I kind of like the lineage from 86 to this point of Fleer being the, um, you know, the main set. Uh, but otherwise it's, I like the Sonics uniform. I, I was going to say when you were talking about Sean Kemp, even though like his career didn't turn out to be what we might've expected. I do think he, between the awesome Sonics jerseys and his dunking, I think he has some of the, the coolest cards from the mid nineties. Well, good. I'm excited to get to those. I also have a quick aside about Sean Kim. So we were at uh, Dirk's last home game. Uh, it was a you know big event here in Dallas and everything. And after afterwards, so if you remember, he actually hadn't announced that he was planning that he was retiring, although everyone kind of expected it. And after the game, there was a big ceremony on the court where he officially announced it and everything. And also they brought in a bunch of his, uh, his idols, right. From, from basketball, like Detlef Shrimp, Charles Barkley was there. Um, and a few other guys. And it, I thought it was funny. One of the people who Dirk listed as one of his, his basketball idols was Sean Kemp. And when you think oh. of players, <laughs> They couldn't be more different, right, in terms of play style and stuff. I mean, same position, I guess, but totally different play styles. But, yeah, it was talked about, you know, watching Dirk and everything. So it was, I thought that was really interesting and cool. That's kind of amazing. I would have never expected that connection. <laughs> I, I will say back during the um, – when basketball was shut down, I was watching – as a Bulls fan, I was watching back – um, some of their finals games. And Sean, Sean Kemp had a much nicer jumper than I remembered. So there's a little bit Dirkish there. Okay, interesting. Um, so 
his most valuable rookie card is also the Fleer. So going on to my pick, I think this is probably controversial, but I love the 90-91 Skybox set with the crazy, like, I don't even know what you call the design, some kind of 90s computer animation in the background, all these lasers, and it's a dark, uh, dark color. Uh, I'm a big fan of that set. So that's my favorite of his rookie cards is number 268. He's shooting a jump shot over James Worthy, it looks like. Yeah, I could. That is that is pretty cool, especially over at Worthy. And also like the effects on the ball as well. Not a big fan of like the, the bronze border. And I, re I remember the set as well. Something I, that's something that's notable about it to me, especially at this time. I don't think most cards at this at this time in the 90, uh, 1990 were more silhouette based. Right. Like a lot of times we see that now with Prism and Mosaic and all that stuff. It's just a picture of the player. Right. Not a not an action shot where you see the fans in the court. And this one is also a silhouette of both him and, like you said, James Worthy. So I think that's that's interesting. Yeah, I think I I could be wrong, but I'm guessing this is the first set that that ever happened in, at least in basketball cards. Um, and you know, now we've gotten to the point where it's kind of I don't like it because they're just photoshopping everything. But back then it was pretty revolutionary, and and I think Skybox pushed things forwards and forward in an interesting way, um, as you'll see in this list. There's a lot of Skybox coming, but. Um, yeah, I love the set. It's everywhere. You you know, I don't even want to imagine how many of these they printed, but uh, I've always enjoyed the the Jordan and the set. And I think back when I got stuff graded, um, I knew it was a bad idea to grade my Jordan from the set, but I did it because I just wanted it. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I'm a big fan of the set, but I think a lot of people are not. So and I'm OK with that. Well, I'll, I'll tell you. I think I mentioned a time or two also that the majority of my PC is SGC. I just like the I just like those better. So the the, the picture that uh, you put in the spreadsheet is also an SGC tan. I, I kind of like that. Uh, I might be looking for this for for my buddy. I think you should. Yeah, this is one you could certainly afford. The next one we're going to talk about. I would I would not suggest buying for your buddy unless <laughs> yeah. you have some funds that I don't know about. No, I do not. Uh, Let's get to it. I thought we should talk about one 97, 98 precious metal gems. And since he's on the Sonics, I went with the green. So the format of the set was interesting because I think companies were still trying to figure out how to do serial numbering at this point. So they actually numbered the greens and the reds to 100, but all as one, you know, numbered set. But the greens were the first 10 in the set and the reds were 11 to 100. So um, greens are super rare. Uh, I mean, that's like the card the michael jordan green pmg is um who knows millions of dollars i don't think one has sold for a while um the sean kemp image here kind of looks like he's fumbling the ball or maybe gathering it to go up for a layup it's it's not the best image you could have of sean kemp but just such an iconic insert set um and so i put that in there yeah yeah you know i'm I enjoy the color match parallels. I, I like that this one's green. And I'll tell you, like, as much as I've heard about PMG from, you know, other podcasts and stuff, I, I did not know that it was like the first 10 of 100 were green and the, the rest were, were reds. That's an interesting tidbit, something that at least for people who are like me and don't know all that much about 90s uh, cards might find interesting. So thanks for sharing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They're very condition sensitive. Like if you... If you, I mean, I don't know who out there is buying these, who's listening to this, but um, a PSA 6 or something is not a bad grade on these because they just chip a ton on the edges. Um, but 
really cool cards. I, I kind of actually like the reds better, but the greens are the most valuable. Um, and it kind of depends on the player, obviously. Like for me, the Jordan red is just awesome. Um, and the Kobe for this card has a really great image. Um, but anyway, PMGs kind of have at least now, I don't know if they always were, but they've become the most valuable parallel set from the 90s, particularly this set. There are other PMGs. There's uh, Metal Universe, or I guess this is Metal Universe. What do you call it? Metal Championship, which looks entirely different. But those are also quite valuable. But this is is the set. Nice. All right. So th this is the the like best or most most valuable parallel. Like, what what would be your pick for for parallels? Well, I love all the EX whatever sets. So the 96, 97 was EX 2000, 97, 98 was e EX 2001, 98, 99 was EX Century. Um, and then before that was EXL. Anyway, so well, I picked... It's only slightly confusing, but okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Just look for the EX part and you know it's going to be <laughs> awesome. Um, so Sean Kemp, I would have probably looked at the 97, 98 because that to me is the peak credential set, but he was no longer on the... Sonics at that point, and I do not need a Cavaliers Sean Kemp card in my life. Agreed. Uh, so I picked the 96-97 credentials, which was the first year of it. Essential credentials, if you want the full title. Um, so I think this might be our first uh, controversy here, because we talked about this recently, and you're not a big fan of the 96-97 EX look. Um, it's got this um, Kind of interesting border i don't even know how to describe it and then in the center is this like film with a sky background and on the base card it's one of several colors i think green purple or i forget what the other color is um but on the credentials it's this like pearly white color that's uh that's got this nice shine to it and they're all num serial numbered to 499 which back then was like whoa super rare but now you know that would be considered a, a very plentiful parallel set Anyway, Sean Kemp's one's got the the Sonics um, uh, logo nice and bold in the center. He's dribbling up the court. I think it's a really cool card. Yeah, I do too. I, I, I like this. I get I, the the more and more I look at uh, I do stuff in you know related to basketball cards. The more I get, uh, the more I realize that the I care about the photo more than I thought I did, and maybe more more than most at least it's not doesn't seem to be talked about as much but yeah i, I like this photo too it's got this like it's got a funny face his eyes are real wide <laughs> yeah. Yeah. he looks like he's he's cringing in a way but don't you think that for me the image on this one looks a lot better than the pmg image i do um yeah i love the set very like we talked about the pmgs being um condition sensitive these are even more so i, I don't actually know what this means but you'll hear people say it was diamond cut I, I'm not exactly sure what that means, but I know that it means a lot of times if you try to get one of these things graded, it'll come back as authentic miscut because like I have one of these cards from when I was a kid, which is Tim Hardaway, which I think is really awesome. But I sent it to SGC and, and got it back as an authentic, which I think is because it's not sized properly. But anyway, just something to keep in mind is even if you're trying to buy one, don't be surprised if it comes back as um or, you know, the, the slab says authentic. That just happens because of how they produce these cards. Interesting. Yeah, so I, I did mention that I wasn't a, like, I, I went back and, I remember as a kid getting some of the EX2000s and uh, liking it. 
And then I've kind of gone back and forth on the film, you know, in the middle. But so clarify for me one more time, like what makes this a parallel? It's just the, it's the, the white border compared to the, the colored border of the base. Exactly. That's yeah, the white shiny border. And then on the back, it's serial numbered to 499. Gotcha. Um, yeah, that's it. It's just the, the shiny white um, thing. But I think it actually does look really good in person. It's not just a different color. It, it does pop. All right, so so that's uh, rookies and parallels. What what do, what do you got for inserts? All right, so I picked for Sean Kemp's best insert. I picked the ninety six ninety seven Z Force again Skybox, um, big man on the court. Uh, and for some reason, I can't get it to pop up. But it's a uh, um, like graffiti. I, it's got this like graffiti background. Says so you know big man on court and red and blue letters. He's going up for a layup. It's a pretty it's pretty cool it reminds me a lot of some of the graffiti type uh, like court kings inserts or you know something like that right and it's die cut where where the words are oh. uh, which die cutting was a big thing in the 90s you're it gonna was. see a lot of that in the on this but yeah the whole thing is die cut around the edges oh interesting yeah yes i didn't know so again super cognition sensitive yeah of course those are those are always like <laughs> so easy to you know, rub a, rub a, rub an edge or a corner or something on those die cut cards. For sure. Uh, just super nineties card, really rare to one in 200 packs. Um, I've come around on Z force, like the base set. I used to think it was such a hideous, uh, card made for children. Um, but recently I've been eyeing the Kobe for some reason. So apparently I'm, I'm in on nineties, like the most nineties sort of cards. Okay. So so far, I, I would say that none of, none of these are really sticking out to me as something that I would that I would really be looking for, or are too expensive like the PMGs. But I the next one is one that I I think I like quite a bit. Can you tell me about the uh, about the intents? Yeah. So this is from a set. I think in a way this set predates uh, the EXL one or the EX whatever ones we were talking about. So in '94 there was Skybox Emotion. And then in 95, there was Skybox EXL. And then we get into the EX, whatever, 2000 after that. Mm -hmm. um, so this was one of only two insert sets in 94, Skybox Emotion. Um, it's called Intense. Um, and I agree with you. I think they're just gorgeous cards. They've got this gold, shiny thing going on. So far, the only one I own is a Hakeem, which I got for a couple bucks and really enjoy. I think I kind of, there aren't a whole lot of sets that I want to build, especially insert sets, but I think that I kind of want to do this one. And, and really the only barrier to entry is that Jordan goes for a few hundred. Um, but otherwise they're all pretty inexpensive. This one, Sean Kemp is dunking. It's just an amazing image. Um, and one in 18 packs, so not super rare, but I think they're they're gorgeous cards. I agree. Of, of all the ones we looked at for Sean Kemp, this is definitely the one that uh, if I were to, to get one, that's probably the one I'd be looking for. I'll, I like it a lot. Yeah, it's a great one. I, I would guess you could get it for $10 or less if you followed an auction. Well, I might be setting a new a new save search. All right. I like it. So, so shall we go to Shaq? Yeah. So real quick on, on Shaq. So in, in the Hoops and Cards Discord, there was a new channel opened recently uh, about uh, the your worst deals and the first card we're going to talk about is actually a, my worst deal twice so when i first started getting back into this and you know around right around COVID time 2020 my wife took me around to a few local card shops which i had not visited since i got back into it that was for my birthday 
So we drove around, you know, all around town, going to these different shops. And after the first one, I, uh, I, I left empty handed and I could see that she was a little bit disappointed. Like there was, you know, me, I think most, you know, whoever's listening probably knows that like, I, I like doing the research just as much as I enjoy the cards and I hadn't, it's so hard going to a card shop or a show for me and just buying stuff on a whim. That's not really who, who I am. It's not my personality. But I could see that she was disappointed. I left empty-handed. So the second place we went, I bought a I bought a Shack uh, Raw rookie for a Tops rookie for like say twenty bucks or something like that. Which which if you look at the price now, it's far too much. Then, not long afterwards, us on Facebook, I saw an SGC eight for thirty, maybe even thirty five, and I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll upgrade because it was you know less than the the price of grading, and I didn't think that my a little stain on it <laughs> so then i bought that and yeah both of those i think are well less than ten dollars now i mean it's not a not a huge loss dollar wise but it's a it's like an 80 percent loss <laughs> on on both of those in total yeah was that like peak uh 90s cards were going up in the during covid kind of thing probably so yeah i think so yeah your timing did not work out well for you in that case no um this reminds me, can I say something that annoys me about a lot of these basketball card podcasts? Why do people talk about cards going up and to the right? Like, a graph is always going to go to the right. <laughs> like that's, that's how time works. So have you noticed that when you listen to some of these podcasts that are talking about investing? They're always like, and Shaq's rookie card is up and to the right. I don't know. I guess it's, yes, I think that's a little extraneous, but I guess it's just to uh, try to paint the picture. I, I don't know. Okay. I say just say up because it has to go to the right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, dumb point there. Um, so I also, while we're talking about tops rookies and losing money on them, I, I have a conversation I'd like to bring up here because I, I think we have different viewpoints on this because I know you you bought a Kobe tops rookie a little while ago. I don't quite understand where this tops paper rookie card thing came from. When I was a kid, these cards were the same as a Fleer or as a Skybox or an Upper Deck. It was just the top space was not anything that anyone was excited about. But it now seems to have um, somehow gotten a reputation as the rookie card for people. And I, there are a lot of all these cards, so I don't quite understand the um, interest people have in the Paper Tops rookie cards. Well, I don't think I really have a great answer for you. The my my tops Kobe was for a couple of reasons, but I, I guess my best guess is I think like for me growing up it was upper deck. Like I I think most of my friends and I like preferred upper deck. My my best guess though on why tops is a a bigger deal now is I I my my guess is that it's the most common set that people put together, right? If you're trying to put together a set. Uh-huh. And I don't know if that's for um uh, like archival, uh, I don't know how to say it. Like basically, I think some there are many people who collect every you know sets of every year, like the full set every year. Yeah, yeah. My guess is Tops is just the most common for which people are set set collectors. Yeah, I could see that, but I, I don't know. I also think you know Tops has the longest lineage in all of sports cards. Um, there's also I think Chrome cards have have won out in the end, so. Um, Tops eventually had Tops Chrome that went along with it, and thus, you know, it has the same image. So potentially, it's that like the quote-unquote iconic image for, for each player's rookie card is is that one usually in the Chrome variety, but the Tops is the more 
entry level version. I guess it's that, but I, I just, um, yeah, when I, when the boom happened and I started getting back into this, I was shocked at what my Kobe Bryant tops rookie card was, uh, worth. In fact, like I had, uh, I looked through my cards. I had a bunch in top loaders and then I had some that were just in a, um, what do you call the uh, folder, you know, with sleeve with like uh, yeah, yeah. Just, just sheets and my, my Kobe tops rookie card was in there and my like upper deck one was in a top loader. So you could tell <laughs> how I valued it as a kid. So anyway, I just find it interesting how that's changed. I think, you know, another thing you mentioned the lineage is I think that's probably a, a really good point. And the other is compared to some of the other sets, like they were doing a lot, a lot more experimenting, I think. And, you know, in this time and even though, you know, tops, obviously the design changed, but for the most part, it's, pretty pretty standard you know an image of the player some some kind of fairly basic border and you know a little bit of wording stating the player you know in the team like there's not it's yeah it's not like z force right right where there's just a lot going on you know what i mean and it, i think yeah. it makes it easier year to year to kind of collect and you know just more of yeah. flagship yeah, that makes sense. For better and for worse, though, like for me, we'll talk about Dirk later, but that 98-99 top set with the like brown border is, is one of the most hideous sets. I, I really dislike it. Um, so it, it just depends on the year. But you're right, like uh, the Shaq one's nice. Um, so speaking of that, his most valuable rookie card, I would say, and I this is more like a parallel, but there's a lot of these. So I just included it as the um, best rookie card is his top's gold number 362 um so it's just the the same card as the base tops but the his name is in is in shiny gold um that's the only distinction there but that's kind of become his chase rookie card i remember i remember these i, I remember i remember we we all, all trying to get the gold ones we we thought that they were more valuable but i even back then i remember thinking like that doesn't seem that much different than the other one why is it <laughs> Why well, yeah. so much more about it? Which yeah. is not, not not much different than where we are today with Rollins. Exactly, and I looks like they were one per pack. But when you've got that big of a set, it actually is pretty rare to get a any individual player. I would say. Sure. For me, his best rookie or the one I've always liked the most is his upper deck rookie card, which has that cool uh, like triple image um, of him going up for a dunk. Uh, it's also has some built-in scarcity. Is not the right word, but there was they were trying to um, get his rookie card out as quick as possible, but I, I think he had some kind of deal with um, some college company anyway. So there's both a trade card and the regular pack inserted card that came out maybe in the second series. So for that reason, there, there are different um, kinds of the upper deck rookie card you can get. Um, and that's easily my favorite of Shaq's rookie cards. I think it's number one in the set. Yeah. This is one that I don't, I don't actually remember seeing either back when I was collecting then or, or even recently, I'll have to look that one up. I, I think I kind of like it. It looks like it's got this like shiny. Uh... Oh wait, no, no, okay. Yeah, for, I'm not finding the link for it, so maybe I didn't put it in there. All right, well, I'll I'll have to check that one out here here when we get done recording. <laughs> yeah, I think you'll. I'll be surprised if you don't recognize it when you look it up. It's pretty. Uh, it was it, back then. It was the biggest rookie card for him, kind of like the. The Ken Griffey was the big yeah. uh, rookie card. I, I think it was similar for Shaq in 92, and that's changed over time. But back then, I think that was the biggest Shaq rookie. All right. So so parallels. Talk about Yeah. That. So I put in, again, the, the PMG would be the biggest for Shaq, but I put in the 
Skybox Star Rubies um, from 98.99. So this was a parallel of the base set that was numbered only to 50. I don't even know what to really describe the pattern. Do you think there's something analogous with Panini cards now? Uh, I, I don't know. It's kind of like a it's like a vertical fast break, right? Where fast break has got those dots going across, you know, uh, horizontally. This is maybe similar, but more vertical. I no, I don't know how to how to read. Yeah. It's more than like a feather pattern. Yeah, it's. I think it looks cool, and, and all the <laughs> letters are red colored, so. That's the ruby part is all the lettering is red versus the base card. And then there's a shine and, and then it's numbered to 500. Um, I don't own any of these. I mean, they're, they're super valuable, but uh, I think they look really nice. So I put that in there for Shaq. Shaq's nice in that, like, for some of these players, like we talked about Sean Kemp, when he changes teams, it's less desirable. I think Lakers or Magic, both are, are pretty awesome for Shaq. I agree. Yeah. Um, do with the... Uh like the winning in, in LA. Yeah, exactly. That's where everything happened for him. But the magic thing I think is, you know, that's still desirable too, because there's some nostalgia for that and for the Penny Hardaway teams. Um, so I, I think either of those are cool. Absolutely. So, so these are pretty valuable, you said? Yeah. the Especially that year of star rubies, I think, because before that they weren't serial numbered, but the, that year they're really low serial numbered to 50. Oh. But a lot of these and a lot of these parallel sets from the 90s are more valuable than you would expect just based on the numbering just because like for example i think 96 flare showcase legacy collection that was the first serial numbered cards in basketball so those even though they're numbered to 150 i think they're they're very valuable just because they were the first and then there's the essential credentials first year even though it's 499 People love that set, so it's expensive. Anyway, they're all they all go for more than you would expect because of, uh, I think, just because they were the first and and they're hard to find in decent condition. Okay, so so then, well, we'll, we'll say that that one's out if I'm looking for a nice check for, for me. Although I do like it quite a bit. So what what would your pick be for a parallel? I put in. I kind of like these. So the famous precious metal gems are start in '97, and that's the best ones. But the year before that. In Fleer Metal, there was Precious Metals, not Precious Metal Gems, just Precious Metals. And basically, the background on the regular cards kind of is mostly metal, aluminum look, but there's also like a lot of color to it. And the Precious Metals are just silver. They're um, shiny um, silver throughout the card, and they were 1 in 36 packs. So not nearly as rare as the um, PMGs, but but still really rare, like one per box of a set as big as metal. So you can see how for a particular card that would make it pretty rare. Um, and I also think just the name Precious Metals gives it some value that um, people are interested in. So anyway, I've, I've gradually been collecting some of those. Um, like I've got a Hakeem and a Gary Payton. Um, nice. Anyway, so I put the Shaq in here for this. He's going for a little layup or hook shot, it looks like. Um, the metal sets are just... It's interesting. Back then, I feel like they weren't that popular, and now they're some of the most popular cards. Um, so, yeah, I like the 96-97 Precious Metal of Shaq. I like it, too. I like it, too. I'm marking that one as a maybe. I've seen just for – I've watched a lot of these cards, and they usually end up, like, around 200 bucks. So they're not cheap, but they're not, they're not astronomical either. Okay. So for insert sets, um, I put the Scoring Kings from 93-94 Fleer Ultra, uh, the Jordan being the most 
famous of these, but I, I think Shaq as well. It was one of his, other than the beam team from his rookie year, this was kind of his first big insert. There's the huge lightning bolt in the background. Um, just really cool cards. I don't own any of these. I, I don't even really remember them from being a kid, but I, I know as I've gotten back into this that that's kind of the first Chase insert set, um, that and the beam team from Stadium Club the year before. Um, one in 36 packs, so not super rare, but uh, just a really iconic card. Yeah, I, I like this one a lot. I like that set a lot too. And just like you, I don't really remember this from when I was collecting as a kid. Although at that time I was mostly collecting baseball and not, not as much basketball, but I can see why people like it. It's, it is a really cool card. Yeah, I think it's great. And then the one I picked, I think this is one of the most attractive insert sets. Not super rare, again, one in 36, but it's from 9899 Metal Universe and it's the Planet Metal card. Um, it's got this uh, like die cut of a semicircle and it's just got this glowing it really does look like a a planet that's glowing from within and uh i really like all of them i've, I've eyed the alan iverson several times uh, and they're not super expensive because they're not actually that rare but i, I think they're visually kind of stunning actually yeah it's, it, this strikes me as the kind of card that i would want to see in person right because like the, i don't know if the the picture maybe does it justice but i could see especially like you said, there's kind of a, I could see like, I could see it being stunning. Like you said, just the, the way the light hits, hits it and everything. Cause it looks, it's a really cool, like kind of gold or bronze, like reddish color. Yeah. It's a little bit hard to identify the color of it, but um, yeah, there's something appealing about it to me at least. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if I've seen one in person, but I think I would like to get the Iverson of this at some point. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I'll, I'll mark that as a maybe as well. Okay, so does that does that wrap up Shaq? I think we did Shaq. All right. So an another so I've I've always been a big Shaq fan. I'll certainly be looking for something other than the SGC 8 tops <laughs> base rookie that I've got sitting here on. Maybe you need to double down on that. Just keep buying that tops rookie. Yeah, oh yeah. I uh I would hate that. <laughs> I've thought about getting a tops gold, but I I haven't actually tried. So the the next player is one of the one of the guys that you know I'm I'm I've lived in uh, the DFW area my whole life and one of my first memories of like actually watching basketball was probably I was probably I guess I was at this point I was like nine years old so I was definitely old enough to uh, to watch I just I played a lot of basketball I don't remember watching a lot of basketball but I started watching the three J's in in Dallas so that was. Uh, Jamal Mashburn, Jason Kidd, and Jim Jackson. And Jason Kidd now, the coach of the Dallas Mavericks, and you know, definitely kind of piqued my interest again in pot potentially getting a, a Jason Kidd card. So so what do we got for, for Jason Kidd? Well, for one thing, I put some strict parameters on myself because I knew I was doing this with you. So I only looked for um, Jason Kidd cards in a Dallas Mavericks uniform. Thank you. So that did kind of limit my options, I got to say, because he looks like 96, 97 was when he got traded, which can you tell me the story with that? I was trying to remember, why did they trade him when he was so great three years into his career? I can't. I I have known it in my life, but I, I don't remember. I don't remember it. Okay. Well, I would be interested in you researching and letting me know about that because I, I was kind of shocked when I saw that. I will do this, but I also know that 96 was the year that uh, Steve Nash was drafted. So I'm sure that had something to do with it. Yeah, but Jason Kidd was, I yeah. mean, he's 
we were talking about Chris Paul. I, I think he's kind of on that level of an all-time player. So it's sort of shocking to me. Yeah, that well, that whole – I mean, if you remember, like throughout the – or not the – in the 80s, the Mavs were actually pretty good. But the early 90s, basically up until Dirk, they were quite bad. So I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if there was some disappointment and frustration and, <laughs> and all that stuff. But, yeah, I'll look it up. I'll let you know. I remember when I was a kid, uh, the Mavericks were the team that I was least excited when I got cards of in the early 90s. All right, so let's quickly go through the tops. His tops rookie, I put as his flagship. It's uh, number 37. I think it's a pretty ugly card. Um, yeah, there's this weird white scratchy border. Not great. And this is the first year of Finest. So um, he's the first one who gets the Chromium. Oh, no, not the first year. The second year of Finest. Sorry. Um, I think it's a cool card. It's got this like starburst sort of thing bursting yeah. out from behind him. A lot of you got to watch for hulking with these cards or greening. Um, and especially in my experience, light skinned players particularly turn bright green. Um, so Jason Kidd's got that going on a little bit. Um, so something to watch out for for sure with these. But I, I, you'll see I'm a big finest fan. Um, mm -hmm. So this for me would be the rookie card I want. I don't think I actually have it, but I like this card. Yeah, I like it too. I, I, I heard your episode. Uh on the Nashville and that's going through the different finest years and stuff. I, I thought it was great. It was one of my favorites that y'all did. Oh, thanks, man. And yeah, this one uh, is definitely on, on the list of potentials for, for Jason Kidd. I, I like it. I also like the Starburst too. And I, this, this is a very minor thing, but I kind of like the, the Starburst effect in the, fin in the sense that it's got straight, well-defined lines. Like right now, you know, you got a lot of, uh, I don't know what you would call it. Like just kind of, Blurred lines, starburst, mm, yeah, more realistic, right? If you think of a sunset, you know, coming through the clouds or whatever, like certainly not clean direct lines. And this this is, but it just reminds me of the '90s. Like that's a very '90s design. Yeah, yeah, it really is. I like how it still has a border despite that, but there's mm -hmm. the color in the middle. Anyway, there's a lot that I like about it, and I I like the Jordan from the set too because he's got the '45 jersey, which is a memorable little time as a Bulls fan. Um, yeah, for so. Anyway, I think it's a really cool set and a cool card. Um, and only the second year of Finest. So let's quickly skip over to, for the best parallel, I also put the refractor of this card for him. So it's his rookie refractor. Um, one thing to pay attention to is uh, until the next year, 95, 96, they didn't put any sort of marking on the back of the card that it, that it is a refractor. So you have to just be able to see that. And you also have to be careful when you look at auctions because people will just say refractor even though it's not so um so, so especially if you're buying online you're saying it's maybe one of the ones that you would because i buy mo like i i don't mind rock cards and i don't do a whole lot of grading but this is probably one where you would want it want to buy a graded if especially if you're looking at it online potentially or i've like there's a a guy that i watch on youtube youtube 90s b-ball cards um anyway he found an anthony hardaway rookie card refractor that way just because the person didn't realize it was a refractor and got it for the price of a normal one so there's also like if you're just super patient you might have a chance also to get an awesome card that someone doesn't identify as that awesome well i'll have to check that out so okay we got the and those were one in 12 packs to say the pack odds on that okay one in 12 that's good all right, so we did one parallel. We're going to go back to my favorite rookie card real quick. We already talked about 94 Emotion, so I really like the the base card of the set. I think they were very attractive-looking cards, and so the Jason Kidd 
Um, rookie card is is my favorite. Well, probably other than the finest is my favorite of his rookies. Number twenty. The emotion, yeah. You know, the thing I like about this is the image, and the, it's it's interesting because you know normally when you talk about like cool images or cool photos on cards, it's uh, an awesome action shot or something. But when I think of Jason Kidd, I think of like kind of rallying the team and and leading the team, and not so much you know shooting or scoring or passing even but just being kind of the, the on-court leader. And this is kind of him in the middle of maybe huddling up his team or something. I, I actually like it quite a bit. Yeah. And I think in general, they did great on photography on this set. And, uh, you know, the theme of the set was emotion. So it kind of has some kind of word on the side and, and sort of demonstrates that with the photo. So I think it has a detail to, or a, uh, attention to detail that a lot of uh, panini cards don't necessarily have other than it kind of reminds me now that we're talking about it of the new photogenic set it even has like a little brackets that looks yeah. like someone's taking a photo yeah um, so there's a lot about it that i like um I, I think i have this is one of the few sets that i have the whole set um and i really like that and i was happy when i did grade things i sent my jordan in got a sgc 10 on it so i was pleased with that since it's one of my favorites anyway yeah congrats on that Thank you. Um, all right, so we did the first of our parallels, but my pick for parallel, um, this is the last year where you could find a um, Dallas Mavericks jersey. I went with the base bronze uh, refractor of 96, 97 finest. Um, I think it's just a cool looking card. I like the weird um, font that says Sterling at the top. They all have these 96 finest has all these different sort of subsets within it um which kind of all look like inserts in some ways um and so the number 39 jason kid i think is a nice looking card well i think this is one of the first times i i don't want to say like we have a huge disagreement but this is not this is not my favorite i i don't know what it is maybe it's like the like the brown border or the the word store sterling uh it's pretty big i, I don't know it's just this one is not my not my favorite so. that's all right you, you can be wrong. It's okay. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm wrong quite often. So let's just kidding. Let's talk about it. Uh, inserts. All right. And this next one, this is, this is a very popular insert set that I don't actually like very much, but I put it in here because it's probably his biggest insert card that I could think of. It's the 95, 96 flare F L A I R hot numbers. Um, it's got this, I think they call it lentic lenticular pattern to it. Um, there's, there's a lot of hot numbers going on in the background of the card. It is very 90s, and in general, I'm into that, but this one has out 90s to me on its 90s-ness. Well, this one I, I like a lot. Nice. I, yeah, I don't I don't remember. I mean, I used to love Flair. I just That was one of the first sets I, rem I remember thinking that, like, this is a high-quality, like, card. Yeah. Uh, and, but I don't remember this this insert set, but I know it's I know it's really popular. And looking at several of them, I, I like them quite a bit. Nice, so yeah, it's a good pick. I don't think I ever bought a lot of Flair until maybe Flair Showcase, so I don't remember um, I don't remember this set much as a kid. But it's a big deal now. It's one in thirty six packs, but they were more premium packs, so um, it is a more scarce sort of card and very popular. So I think that's probably your best choice if you want a peak Jason kid card. Yeah, I might uh, I might add that to my list. So that's the that's the one you labeled best. What what would be your pick for inserts? I went with again from Emotion. The other insert set in there is called Excited, and I think it's more based on young players. Um, and only one in four packs, so really approachable card for sure. 
Um, but I think it's just got a cool, shiny design and got his name taking up half the card in the background. Good action shot of him being a point guard. Yeah. Um, I think it's a, it's a nice looking card. Yeah, I agree. I like this one a lot too. And it's funny, you know, I've talked a lot about colors not matching and stuff like this. It's got like, not a, it's not even a rainbow pattern, but it kind of goes, kind of fades from like blue to like a black or a blue to yellow to orange. But I don't know, something about it just works. I, I like it a lot. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I may need to get one of these, not, not necessarily of Jason Kidd, but of somebody. Yeah. Real quick. So you, you mentioned, I appreciate you giving all the kids stuff in Dallas jerseys. Where, what jersey do you think of him in when you think of Jason Kidd, the first one? Hmm. I probably think Nets just because of the finals runs. Yeah. But I might think of Dallas. It's either Dallas or Nets. I'm not sure. One of the two, because he went back to Dallas at the end. So, and, uh, and won a ring there. Yep. But so, no, not Phoenix? Yeah, not Phoenix, I don't think. Not for me. Okay. I, I think probably Nets, though, just because I remember that team being kind of a underwhelming finals team, but several years in a row. And, and fun to watch with uh, with Vince and Richard Jefferson and those guys. Yeah. All right. So that's Jason Kidd. We got three players left. Uh, so the next one is probably the biggest, the biggest name on, not probably, but the biggest name on the list, I think. I don't know. Sure. I think, yeah, it's it's Kobe, biggest name on this list. Should be Tim Duncan, but we'll get to that. <laughs> so, uh, so the Kobe uh, tops number one thirty eight. We already discussed a little bit. I I heard about some. Um, I think it's an Instagram or something where they look up the, some of these iconic cards and see what happened on the play. And it turns out uh, Kobe Bryant got a turnover soon after this play. That's the iconic image of him. So I think that's pretty funny. Uh, yes, it is. It's, it's, it reminds me of the the John Morant, you know, uh, Luminant, Chronicles Luminance, right, where he's going for this huge dunk over Kevin Love, I think, but uh-huh. but he actually missed the dunk. Oh, that's funny. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Um, so this this image is iconic both um, for the, you know, the Space Tops card and then his Tops Chrome card is, is his biggest rookie card. Uh, first year of Tops Chrome. I didn't remember this, but it was retail only, uh, which is really interesting to me yeah um i remember it being in hobby stores though so they must have bought it from retail and sold it because i did get a few packs of this and one of my biggest regrets when i got back into cards i looked through some of my cards and several of these cards that we're going to talk about i sold so i had a 96 97 tops chrome ray allen refractor which i sold right before cards really jumped i think i sold it for like 400 bucks and i think a few months later i could have sold it for a thousand probably wow. and then we're, we're going to talk about duncan go nuts at some point i had a vince carter of that which was a sick card but i was just like wow i can get 60 dollars for this thing and anyway uh i have regrets but anyway so this tops chrome card um is kind of the card for kobe again you got to watch out for the greening i think everything through like maybe 99 you've got to really watch out for greening but um yeah, this is his his big rookie card. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Like, there's just some, maybe it's the greening or or what, but there's something about. I know it's the first year of Topps Chrome, and Topps Chrome obviously has kind of become a, like an iconic brand and everything. I just I'm not a, I'm not a fan of the early Chrome years. Yeah, I'm I'm not really I'm not really a big fan of any of the Chrome years, but I know they are the most popular. I, I do like the Chromium with a border sort of thing. I like that about it, but. Otherwise, I'm I'm a little underwhelmed by um, Topps Chrome. 
right. I think the refractors on these were also one and twelve, so that could have easily been his top uh, parallel. But I thought that would be boring to go tops, tops chrome, tops chrome refractor. Um, my favorite, easily my favorite rookie card of his, is the finest gold. So it's not. You know, now we think of gold as a parallel. Back then, in the first two years of, or the first two years where Finest did gold, it was more kind of like how Select has, um, whatever, uh, what like Concourse, Premier, Courtside. So gold was more analogous to Courtside, that it was just a different card within the set, but it has a gold border. Anyway, this card to me is awesome. It has airs written at the top, like H E I R S. And there's kind of this almost. Uh, angelic pattern to it. Yeah. Uh, he's going up for a what I, I assume is a stage dunk. We're kind of looking at him from below. Um, to me, this is his his coolest rookie card, and and definitely rarer than the top chrome. Um, yeah. So this is a card I'm actually trying to buy. I've been it's been on my watch list forever. Um, I'm cheap enough where I haven't actually um, bought it yet, but I love this card. Okay. Yeah, I, I like the like you said the angelic effect. I, I'm not I'm not sure how to describe that, but I, I think that's a it's a good way to do it. And also, I kind of like the pillar effect too at the bottom, right? Where it looks like it almost looks like he's in uh, you know Athens or something. Yeah, yeah, it does kind of look like a a church almost. There's a uh, yeah columns, and then it goes to this peak of the the where the angel light is coming from. You know, and the refractor of it is of course. Um, even more amazing. It's kind of got this like grid like gold pattern to it. Sure. Again, gotta watch out for the greening on these guys, but I don't find it I just quickly on 96, 97 finest because I love it. The bronze and the gold don't seem to green as bad as the silver. The silver, which is kind of the mid-tier ones, like green like crazy. Okay. Well that's that's good to know. So tell me about uh parallels for Kobe. All right. So I went with the first ever um, parallel that was serial numbered, and that was the 96 Flare Showcase, serial numbered to 150. And then again, kind of like um, like Select we were talking about, there were different rows to this. It's actually one of the most confusing sets in the world. There's yeah. row three, I think, or row two. It's different each year, but it didn't necessarily go three, two, one, zero in terms of the scarcity. Um, but row zero in all the years was the most scarce. So I put um, the row zero to 150 legacy collection of the flare, which kind of has this interesting speckled, um, it almost looks like a pointillist painting in a way, but it's shiny. Uh, flare showcase always had the thing where there's like a, a profile in the front and then an action shot in the background. Mm -hmm. um, the only difference between the legacy collection is all the stuff, the, the lettering is in blue, and then there's a thing that says legacy collection on it. Okay. Um, and interestingly, the row zeros go for a lot more, but each row of the legacy collection, there was 150 of. So in terms of actual how many there are, it's exactly the same between row three and row zero for the legacy collection. But the, the row zero has a big um, value that the others don't. So the, the base set has the same kind of speckled background? It does, yeah. Is it, and it's, the, it's essentially the blue font that makes it a parallel? The blue font and the and the part where it says legacy collection, right? Um, where his neck is basically, and then the serial numbering on the back of the card. Interesting. Okay. Uh, well, I like that a lot. I don't know that I could. Uh, I'm looking at one that's one hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars. <laughs> that I could afford that, but yeah, no big deal. <laughs> yeah, I don't think uh, for Kobe. I'm like hoping to get a Tony Kukoc of one of these or something. That's yeah, that's right. about my ambition on this. Okay. 
Uh, really cool card. I think that, that I can see why people like it. Yeah, and it, you you talked about the quality of the flare before this. They, that continued with Flare Showcase. It had thick stock and were just really nice cards. They, they they felt very expensive when you got them out of a pack. I remember that as a kid. Now, so the next brand is one that I I always liked growing up. I, I was always a Flare Ultra fan. So tell me tell me about your your pick for Kobe's parallel. I went the, with the Fleer Ultra Gold, um, which I always thought of the Golds as being one in one pack, but I guess in this first series of 96-97 Ultra, which was the first year they did the Gold, I think, um, they were one in 12 packs, so this is a more scarce card. Um, basically, the where his name is written and where it says Lakers, it's it's got a gold color to it, and then the back of the card says g52 instead of 52 for the number of the card mm -hmm. uh and then with the whole lakers thing i think the gold just looks really nice i've got a second year gold medallion of his that i also think looks great anyway i'm I, i'm with you ultra was always cool and i think the gold parallel is great the platinum medallion is the most expensive one i don't know if they had it in 96 but i, I always thought the gold actually just visually looks a lot better than the platinum I, I like this image. So, yes, I like this card a lot. And I always liked uh, 96 Ultra, just the kind of cursive font. But there's, you know, no border, which I'm 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 not I'm neither one way or the other on borders. Like sometimes I like them, sometimes I don't. In this case, I think it looks great without a border and the, the font and, and everything. I also like the image, too, because like his face, it's kind of the way I think of Kobe, right? It's like it's a it's a he's like concentrating, but he's also got the it's like both concentrating and and balling at the same time I don't, I don't know there's something about it that's like when i think of kobe like that's the kind of face that i think of <laughs> but, yeah which is interesting because on the back i'm looking at an image of the back and it's got a picture that doesn't even look like him almost two of them huh. oh yeah that is weird especially the one in the background yeah exactly it's uh kind of looks like jerry stackhouse to me for some reason yeah. um yeah, I also like how the rookie cards are noticeable because he's he's trying to be Michael Jordan, so he's got little to no hair, um, whereas later that wasn't the case. So I like that his rookie cards actually look different in that regard, too, because he had a different style that year. Yeah, yeah, that's a great card. I like that one a lot. Yeah, I think it's great. Um, all right, so I know you don't like this next card, um, so let's talk about that. His most expensive insert card that i could think of is the 9798 ex 2001 jambalaya uh one in 720 packs so they were hard to come by and i think it's just an awesome looking card it's got this crazy cursive jambalaya written jambalaya written down the middle of it and it's in a die cut like oval kind of pattern um it's got this luminescent red and green on each side of the card there's foil it's got, it's got a lot going on that's for sure um this one with one day and four hours to go is going for $9,900. So we'll see where that goes. Um, anyway, this is, uh, I think, probably the most memorable insert set from the 90s. Yeah, this is the one I just can't figure out. Maybe it's the one in 720 packs or whatever. Like, I, I've heard a lot of people talk about Jambalaya. And uh, I don't know, man. For, for me, it's just uh, ugly. I don't, I don't <laughs> like The red and green don't go with anything like you said there's a lot going on it's got this like die cut for no real reason there's no like it doesn't really i, I don't understand what the die cut is has to do with the the theme of the of the set i, I don't know like it's not a bowl 
right? It's like a some kind of oval die cut. I, I just this is not my thing. It doesn't matter because I wouldn't have paid that much for it anyway. But um, right. But yeah, well, I don't understand the the love for Jambalaya. All right, to each their own. I think it's a really cool card. Well, um, I think I think most people are with you in, in this case. Yeah, although I, I heard a podcast where they were talking about inserts from the 90s and saying this one was overrated. So I think there are those who are with you, but I think it's a great card. Um, going to a much more approachable Kobe insert, I went with his rookie year from EX2000. There's this insert set, set called Stardate 2000. Not rare at all, one in nine packs, but uh, it's just got this very 90s, again, cosmic whole situation going on behind him. Um which I think just looks awesome. He's kind of going up for a layup and there's this like galactic burst coming from the ball and he's in the middle of a black hole. Um, yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's very nineties sparkling everywhere. I think it's really a sick card. Well, I'll tell you, this is one that I actually love. Like I, I wish I could really put into words, like the, what, what, what are the things that I like and don't like about cards, but I, I guess I don't have a, a real standard definition, but this one, for some reason, I really, really like it. I think it's the cosmic aspect of it. And yeah, I, that's a great card. I, I like it a lot. Mark that one screen. Yeah, for sure. And it, uh, you can, I mean, this one that I have listed here is going for a lot, but I think you can get this one for something that would be acceptable in terms of a price, but uh, really cool card. I think I have like a <laughs> big dog Glenn Robinson or something of this set. And it really does pop in person too. Yeah, I bet. It looks it looks like it would. That's a, that's a that's one of my favorite ones we looked at so far. I love it. I kept thinking about kicking it out just cuz it's not nearly as valuable as a lot of ones, but I really wanted to talk about it on the podcast. So I'm glad I stuck with it. Yeah, me too. All right. Shall we go to um the best player on this list all time, Tim Duncan? Sure. Uh controversial, I'm sure a lot of Kobe fans out there are screaming, but um <laughs> Real quickly, the Tim Duncan 97-98 tops, number 115, and the tops chrome. We've probably talked about those sets enough, do you think? Yeah, yeah. There's nothing that really sticks out about either, about either of these cards to me in terms of, you know, just the image or the, the design or anything like that. Yeah, so I think we kind of, I think we're good on those. Yeah, we've, we've discussed our feelings on that. So you'll be shocked to find my favorite rookie card of his is from the EX brand, so EX 2001. Um, number 75. I think for me, this is probably the most attractive base set that's ever been made. Um, it's got this acetate thing going on. There's like this marbled color on one side. It's got these nice looking swoops to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, I think this is probably the highest form of a base set. Um, nice form of base. I love this. I love this card. It looks like an insert card. It looks like now this would be a one in a box um kind of insert it, it really does but i i like it too i don't know what i don't know if it's the the coloring or that like like you said the the kind of shininess on the on the left side of the card and i remember the set as well the base set wasn't there a lot of chipping on the on the cards maybe i don't think as bad as the previous year because it's more fully acetate instead of having that um I don't know, whatever that border is on the 96, 97 one. Okay. Um, but acetate cards do not grade well in general. They, um, they're easily uh, scratched. And so potentially you're right, but I don't remember it being as much of an issue. They're pretty thick. So I remember when I was moving some from my 
folders to top loaders. I, I needed bigger top loaders than I had. Um, yeah, I, I love these cards. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. I don't I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it's one that I would. Uh, let's just say it's probably down on the list that we've talked about today, but I, I like it a lot, too. That's a, that's a good card. All right. And then while we're here, the essential credentials of this is also my favorite uh, parallel set of all time. It's, it's got this interesting, um, what do you call it, mirrored, mirrored numbering thing. So there's essential credentials now and essential credentials future. And I think there was a total of maybe like, let's say 99. That may be wrong. I think it might be 89 this year. But there's a limited number of them. And based on the number the card was in the set, um, it was reversed from that. So one was, you know, like Tim Duncan's number 75 in the set. So either now or the future had 75 total and the other had whatever else would make it up to the number of 89. So 14, let's say, uh, for Tim Duncan. Okay. So it also, I like that in terms of eBay searches. It also is frustrating, but there's no way to like search for the entire set by doing, um, you know, out of 99 or whatever, because each right. one has its own serial numbering. Um, so it's the only thing analogous to that uh, in modern basketball cards is status for a while had um, the status status parallel and the status aspirations parallel, and they had the same weird numbering thing going on. But um, the card itself looks awesome, and I think it, it was an interesting um, numbering that they had for the now and the future. Okay. Well, I uh, so t tell me this the one the image that I'm looking at has got a purple, a pink, and a red. Kind of obviously, like you said, it's a parallel, so it's in the same design and everything, but. What uh, I don't know. It doesn't seem to fit. Like, what what about this is is uh like better than the base card, other than the rarity? Well, I think for one thing, this picture makes it look very flat, and I think it's it's quite shiny and uh, uh, interesting looking. Um, I think they're all, you know, they all have the same kind of color scheme for the now and the future. I mean, the now and the future are different, but all the ones within it are that. Um, and I I don't know for me. In this picture, it doesn't look amazing, but I think in real life, it looks fantastic. I, I'm trying to think if I've ever seen one in real life. I think I have, and they're um, they're quite noticeable. Um, but but you're right that the colors have nothing to do with the player itself. But it's just the whole the whole parallel set has this coloring going on. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I think it's cool. All right. Well, I'll I'll be on the lookout for those next time I go to a show or something. Yeah, they're they're very rare. Um, and again, in fact, this is probably his second most valuable card uh, of a parallel. His his PMG rookie card, of course, would be the most valuable. But I, I would prefer, if I were to spend my $100,000, I would prefer to get this card than, than the PMG. Okay. Um, let's see. So for my pick for the coolest parallel, this one's super rare. Again, you couldn't actually buy it, but it's his finest embossed gold refractor which is numbered to 74 <laughs> the 9798 finest refractors were serial numbered and all to absurd numbers like 10,009 1090 i mean and then 263 all kinds of weird numbers for the different levels anyway this one is embossed and die cut has this like spiky thing going on with the die cut at the yeah. top um the gold refractor pattern i've never seen this card in actual existence but um really cool card yeah I, I would love to see it in in real life it looks like it's got this like i don't know like it's kind of checkerboard background but it's yeah 
different color, like different color refracting, different colors refracting off of each checker. I, I would that this is one that I would love to just see for like in in person. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I have the regular embossed, which has the die cut thing going on, but obviously doesn't have the refractor, and that's a really cool card. But the refractor would take it up a notch because, like you said, it's got a checkerboard, but also a big checkerboard within the checkerboard. So there's like big squares of color. You know, it's that too. Um, anyway, it's an interesting yeah. kind of grid going on throughout the card that that moves as you, if you were to turn it in the light. Um, yeah, but I love Finus, so I'm going to be a stand for that card. Okay, all right. Um, I put for his best insert, I put the 9899 Skybox Thunder Noise Boys. I have no memory of Skybox Thunder, but this card is... Uh, um, some of these big die cuts, it, it reminds me again of the big men on court that we looked at earlier. Yeah. Um, the lettering is die cut and it just says noise boys and with Z's at the end. Uh, and it's very nineties, but kind of has this cool gold thing going on with the lettering and, and matches the Spurs Jersey really well for him. I think, cause it's got like a black border around the letters. Um, really cool looking card. Yeah. I think the colors work really well. They kind of gold and black with the, I know the Spurs are more silver and black, but it, it does kind of fit really, really well with the, the image and the, you know, the uh, uniforms and everything. I, I got to say though, Noise Boys is not a, the, is not a, the name of a set that I, that has, I don't know. It just seems kind of ridiculous now. Like I, <laughs> I, I, I agree with that. I'm a hundred percent sure that I, at some point in my life, I'm sure I spelled noise and boys in the same, <laughs> probably about the same time. But, uh, I don't know. It seems a little strange to to have on a on a sports card, but I, especially of Tim Duncan of all people. Yeah, exactly. Such a noise, boys. Yeah, I do think it looks good though. That's a that's a good that's a interesting one. I guess I'll put it that way. So, yeah, what, what, I, would be, what would be your pick? Uh, I went with the, we discussed briefly my fleeting owning of a Vince Carter Duncan Go Nuts card. Again, so '90s, so absurd, but uh, obviously a play on Duncan Donuts. <laughs> which is just hilarious that they have a whole set themed around that. But it's got this acetate thing, these rainbow letters that say Duncan go nuts. Um, and you want to be careful. This one looks like it's turning a little gold, which is not what you want. Um, it's kind of like the greening on the uh, finest and top scrum cards. These cards can turn goldish. And sometimes you'll see that listed as a parallel, but no, that's not the case. It's just the card's not doing well. Um, but anyway, they're, they're cool looking cards. EX uh, is from 9899 EX Century. Yeah, so th this is one, I, it doesn't stick out to me as something that I really love, but I, I think I could probably be talked into it, especially if this is another one where I would love to see it in person because I I think it, I don't, maybe it's the, uh, what do you call that? The color, like that kind of color scheme, like, I don't know, but that kind of rainbow pattern, you know, the. Yeah, I mean, it kind of looks like Dunkin' Donuts sort of logo, doesn't it? I think that's what they're trying to imply a little bit. Well, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, that it's funny. I just complained about the name of the set. I don't know that I love the name of the set either. It is kind of weird to name it after a, a donut shop, but uh, I like. The, I can. I can. Like I said, I can be talked into this one for sure. Yeah, it's kind of a dad joke as a card yeah. in a way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. So let's give Dirk his due here. Um, as I said, I, I hate the base tops from 98.99, so I skipped that. I put the tops chrome as his flagship rookie card, um, which which is a, a better looking card because you don't see the brown, you see the silver instead. Um, do you do you own that card? 
I don't own, I don't, I own the bass, not this one. And part of the reason I wanted to do this in the first place with you is, is strictly because I have such a hard time finding dirt cards, especially early dirt cards that I like. So I started asking you about it and then, and then we kind of turned this into like a, a podcast episode, but yeah, no, I don't own this one. The image is awful. I mean, the photo is awful. I'm yeah. not a fan of the set, the, the border and everything like, I could see liking the chrome a little bit better than the base, but not a fan really of either. So not a fan of either. Okay. Well, let's see about the most valuable one is his SB Authentic. What do you think of that one? Back then, something being serial numbered to 3,500 was a huge deal. I think it's kind of hilarious in retrospect, but uh, this was this was a huge card back then. Yeah. I, I remember liking the SP Authentic brand. Don't love this card of Dirk specifically, like, I guess at that time he hadn't really developed, uh, well, not, I guess. I mean, he certainly hadn't really developed into, uh, you know, the player that we knew. He didn't have the iconic kind of Dirk fade and everything yet. But, yeah, this is, it's just the image on this. It's so awkward. Like, tongue yeah. sticking out, he's dribbling, but it looks like he's trying really hard to, <laughs> to dribble. To dribble, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, uh, it's not... It's uh, not the set. It's really more the, the photo that I just can't get over. I'm not a big fan of it. Yeah. I have the, there's a brand called SPX Finite that there's <laughs> an even, I think it's serial numbered the 2500 or something, but it's an even worse picture. It looks like they pulled it off of like a yearbook photo from Germany or something. It's, it's, uh, no, it's exactly. really cool. Talking about, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's rough. I own that card, but it's, uh, I, I mostly just like it for the strangeness of it. Yeah. Um, you, tough, man. It's so tough. And it's tough because when I was looking for insert cards of his, they just didn't, you know, they didn't expect him to be anything back then. So they didn't put him in any insert sets in the 90s, really. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's an interesting tidbit. It's certainly true. I remember, you know, it wasn't, no one no one expected him to, to be that much until they started getting good. But it took him a couple of years. And he, it's funny, I don't want to spend too much time on it. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll get to spend more time on our favorite players uh, <laughs> sometime, but. I remember he's he's given multiple interviews where he was like he was super uncomfortable here. He thought that he was probably going to end up going back to Germany. Like his first couple of years were were rough for him personally, and also you know on the on court things weren't really clicking quite yet either. So I can I mean I can see why he wasn't in a lot of sets, but yeah, it does make it kind of tough for for his rookie card. I mean for his uh, early cards though. Yeah, for sure. So what do you think? I put the. Shockingly, I put the EX Century as my favorite of his rookie cards. What do you think of that one? I, I think this is the nicest looking of the three that we've looked at. I agree. And again, being a big Dirk fan, like the the kind of backing down where he's a little bit like just watching him over and over and over over 21 seasons. Like this is this is something I saw him do, you know, six, seven, eight times every game. It's like looks like he's backing someone down. He's he he kind of gets real low, but he bends from the hips, you know, when he did it and yeah, this, so this this like really captures the best I've seen of most of his rookie cards, like the essence of his his game. Yeah, agreed. I think it's a I think it's a nice looking card. I think the font for his name is strange. Yeah, um, almost. But like otherwise, I really like the card. It's kind of got the same swoopy sort of acetate look as the previous year. Not not quite as attractive to me as the previous year, but um, nice looking card for sure. Agree, agree. This is my favorite that that I've come across so far as well. Okay. And on the same lines, my the best of his uh, uh, parallels for me is his essential credentials. Um, again, now and future, same kind of mirrored numbering, although I think 
to a different total number. It's kind of got a gold and the acetate gets replaced with this like fleckled gold sort of thing. Um, I used to have a Jalen Rose of this, which again, I sold very quickly when I got back into cards and could have sold for five times as much, I think. Um, anyway, so I have regrets. Sure. Well, th this is a good one too. I like this one better than the, some of the other ones we looked at. I think like just in terms of uh, like I appeal, I kind of like the, the base better, uh, but I, but I think the gold works here as well. And I do kind of like the, the fleck, the, what you call it? Fleckled. That's, I don't know if that's a real word, but that is what I said. I do kind of like it. Yeah. It's like speckled, uh, like gold. <laughs> that's what a real word is. Speckled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay. I, I can get behind this one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, that one's going to cost you, but I, I think the base one could be a, a good one for you to approach. I agree. Um, let's see. So I put for my favorite parallel of his, I, I usually don't like Bowman's best, but I actually really like this year of Bowman's best. It's got this silver um, thing that works really well with the refractor. They serial numbered it to 400. Um, so it says 98 Bowman's best number 109 and the, the regular refractor is numbered to 400 and there's an atomic refractor that I don't remember what it's numbered to. Um, but I, I really like this, uh, this Bowman's best refractor. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like, it. is that, uh, I think we talked about this once that Tom Gugliotta behind him. Like, I think it is. Yeah. 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 This, this is not a bad card. And I also, I do like refractors. So I, I think that's cool too. It's probably, probably not something I'd pay up for, but uh, but it, it's a good it's a good choice. I like it, and yeah. I, and I was I was always a Bowman's best fan. I don't know why, but I remember always liking it. Interesting, yeah. This I like this year. I don't really like the other years. Um, it what was I going to say? I like that this is a real action shot. Part of what's yeah. so awkward about all the other ones is they were staged photos that. Dirk apparently is not a great actor because his staged photos look kind of <laughs> terrible. Um, yeah. But this one looks great. He's rebounding, which he was amazing at. And yeah, it works. So let's uh, let's hit on the inserts real quick and then, and then we'll, we'll wrap up. I struggled with the inserts. I, I had to really reach to even get two inserts. So we have 99-2000 SP Authentic Sign of the Times. Um, nice basic autograph card on card. Has a nice white border running vertically on the left for him to autograph uh kind of a again a sort of awkward photo of him in a way but i, I think for a, a basic autograph card i think it's a, a nice looking one and very early in his career for there to be an autographed set of him i think we're seeing a theme with the the awkward photos like it's probably not the photographer it's probably more the player right <laughs> <laughs> i think maybe so oh you can see they have silhouetted in the background the photo that they got the close photo from so maybe it actually was a game shot but uh it looks awkward somehow yeah yeah it does I, I'll, I'll agree with you on this one though like we hadn't so we we did, hadn't talked about any auto this is the first auto that's come across our list not because you didn't like them but because it's so hard to find stuff for Dirk uh, in the, from the nineties. Right. Uh, but yeah, exactly. with this one in particular, I also like the kind of vertical signature compared to the standard, you know, signing it, signing it at the bottom in a, in a space, you know, that's designated for a signature. Like uh, that's different. And uh, I like it a lot. It's a, it's a good choice. I agree. It's a cool card. And then finally, the just to find, I struggled to find another insert set, but I finally did. There was from 
um, 98, 99. So from his rookie year. So I like that about it. Mm-hmm. Um, SP Authentic had a set called NBA 2K, which is funny in hindsight. I don't think they were naming it after the video game, but um, it was because we were approaching the year 2000 at that point. Yeah. Um, and I actually kind of like it. He's dribbling. He's got a Laker guarding him in the background. Um, has this kind of silver luminescent border going around his image. And then it says NBA 2K. Um, I think it's kind of a cool looking card. Not super rare. One in, I think, 23 packs, I said. Yeah. Um, but but for a rookie insert, it may be one of your only options. And I think it's kind of cool. So I, I got when the first time I saw this, when you sent it, I... Uh... I was like NBA 2K, interesting, because 2K was like the first, the first time that I remember having like a franchise mode with you sign players to contracts. Like it was actually real, like kind of GMing, and that was that was like my favorite thing to do for a long, long time. And uh, so yeah, I, I thought the name was interesting, but I kept looking on the back and stuff, looking for you know anything that was related to the video game. Doesn't seem like that's the case, but I would agree as from a aesthetic standpoint. Like this is this is a pretty cool card. I. Of all the ones that we've looked at for Dark, this is probably my favorite. Uh, yeah. I, I like it a lot. It's a good choice. And and I hadn't seen it before either. Yeah, neither had I. I actually was looking through an old school Beckett to try to find <laughs> anything. And, and I was delighted when I found something. And then even more delighted when it's actually an attractive card. Yeah. Well, th- this is great. Th- thanks for taking the time to kind of put all this together and, and help me learn about some of the, the cool 90s sets. There's a lot that I hadn't seen before. I appreciate it and I like I said you know I have a lot of respect for like if you if you just named any of these like I'd have to actually go back and look at it but I'm sure if I named any of these you could admit you could picture it you know immediately that's that's impressive to me so thanks a lot I'm definitely a, a nerd for the like from 96 to 99 era basketball cards that was kind of my peak collecting so love it all right well uh thanks again Nathaniel it was great having you on and we'll talk to you again soon all right sounds good have a good day you too.